Here's Pastor Ed with a brief preview of today's edition of Voice of Faith. You can't counterfeit a longing for God. We cannot counterfeit our longings. Where is the pulse of your desire? It's the best indicator of your spiritual life. Take the pulse. Oh, do I love to be in his house? Do I love to worship at his footstool? Does hearing God's voice, hearing his word, hearing, does it do something inside in the depths of me? What drives your walk with God? Do you have a desire, a thirst, and hunger for God's word for you? That is what Pastor Ed asks us in today's message. And he encourages us to examine our own spiritual lives. What happens inside, deep in our hearts, when we hear a song glorifying God, when we read a passage of scripture, when we see the beauty of God's creation in nature or in another person. If we find we're lacking in desire to worship our Creator, it might be time for a change of focus. Well, let's join Pastor Ed in the book of Psalms, chapter 84, verse 5, for today's study. Psalm number 84. Psalm 84. Beautiful psalm. It's a pilgrim psalm, a psalm that pilgrims would sing as they traveled to Jerusalem. The Jews were spread out all around the world in the diaspora, and they would come from the surrounding nations, and every Jew wanted to come back to Jerusalem to visit the holy city before he left this world. And this song, this psalm, was sung by those pilgrims. Psalm 84, verse 5. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their heart on the pilgrimage. I'm going to be preaching on the whole psalm, but I want to use this one verse as the catalyst that ties it together. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their heart on the pilgrimage. Years ago in the Pentecostal Charismatic Church, we used to sing a lot about heaven. That was a, the focus of a lot of our worship, a lot of our songs, and, and things changed over time. But I think in losing that focus, we lost something of our destiny. Because really we're not made to stay in this present world. We're sojourners. We're passing through. We're only here for a very short time. And if we could fix it in our heart, set our gaze to the reality that heaven is our destination and that we're just sojourners here, it would change the way we live. Remember um, the old song that Johnny Cash and June Cash used to sing, and we would sing it in the church. This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures and hopes are all beyond the blue. Where many Christian children have gone on before, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Ever get to that place? That you recognize that this world, we're just passing through. Getting ready for heaven. God has set eternity in our hearts, and we recognize that we were made to live forever. 
One writer said, the more of heaven we cherish, the less of earth we covet. The more of heaven you cherish, the less of earth you're going to be holding on to with a tight grasp, not willing to let go. Sometimes when a person dies, it's like God has to pry their hands open to let go of this present world. If we have our minds set on seeing the Lord and being with him, it will change everything about everything in our lives. And so what the psalmist does in this pilgrim psalm, he moves through in, in three movements. They end each with sila, stop, think, meditate, focus on what has been said. Uh, these three movements describe the heart's attitude of the pilgrim. The first is this. If you'll look through the psalm, even from the beginning to end, you'll see this longing for the presence of God. The psalmist says, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house. This was a longing for the presence of God. He saw the outward sanctuary, but he saw more than the beautiful temple. He saw the presence of God. That was what he longed for. See, the house of God represented to him the presence of God. The longing for those experiences with God that he had over the years. He said, blessed is a person who can continually dwell in God's house. Throughout the psalm, you feel this growing longing, this desire. And in verses 2 and 3, it paints it so powerfully. You see the desire he has for the presence of God. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and a swallow a nest for itself, where she may lay her young. A place near your altar, O Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Notice the text. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart, my flesh cry out for the living God. What's happening? His total being is involved with his passion for God. His total being, his mind, his heart, his emotions, his will, his volition, it's captivated him. When the spiritual man takes precedence over the natural man, the spiritual life flourishes. When the natural man takes precedence over the spiritual man, the spiritual life languishes and suffers. The pilgrim who has his eyes and his hearts set on heaven is going to be longing for the presence of God and his total being. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, with all of your being. When we love God totally, something happens inside of us. This psalmist said, notice, for the living God wasn't dead ritual traditions. It wasn't merely going through the routine. But when he came to church, 
He wanted to experience the presence of God. Do you remember praying at an altar and feeling the hand of God touch you? Do you remember coming into the house and feeling the washing of the blood of Christ over your soul as sins were forgiven? Can you remember being filled with the Holy Spirit? Those memories are memories that we are to remember and to reclaim. And that's what the psalmist is saying here. The psalmist is saying, I long for the presence of God because he would think about the house of God and his encounters with God and his experience with God. I, I could think of people in our congregation who were in the midst of worship and right where they were sitting or right where they were standing in their pews received the baptism of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. People walking into this house of worship and sensing the presence of God even as the doors open up. Those places where God met with you. Abraham would build altars throughout the promised land that God had called him to. And he would go back to those altars and he would pray there and he'd remember meeting with God. Moses, in the wilderness, met with God at Mount Sinai, that burning bush. And that became a place that he'd go back to. In fact, he would bring the people of Israel back to that mountain where he met with God so that they could experience God. Go back spiritually to those times and those places that you met with God and begin saying, Lord, I'm a pilgrim. I'm just passing through. I want to remember those encounters with you. It's like a married couple. Remembering their first date remembering those wonderful times that they may have had together, special occasions. Well, we're his bride. We belong to Jesus. And remembering those times where you've met with God and and God's just touched your soul. And so the psalmist is saying, I desire the presence of God and the desire is growing in his life. There's one thing that you cannot fake. I mean, really, you can't really do it. You can't counterfeit a longing for God. We cannot counterfeit our longings. Where is the pulse of your desire? It's the best indicator of your spiritual life. Take the pulse. Oh, do I love to be in his house? Do I love to worship at his footstool? Does... Hearing God's voice, hearing his word, hearing his, does it do something inside in the depths of me? See, that desire is in the pilgrim's heart when the pilgrim sets his heart on that heavenly city, when he realizes that this whole world is not going to hold me. I'm going to be with the Lord, and that's my journey. Hallelujah. Now, that desire moves us to the dwelling place. You see the desire But you see him talking about the dwelling place in verses 1 and 4. He says, dwelling in the presence of God. I love 
How lovely is your dwelling place. He sees the house of God as God's dwelling place. Like Isaiah the prophet who saw the Lord high and lifted up in the temple. Have you at times seen the Lord high and lifted up in his house? I know that believers in this church have said it to me. And through the years, I saw God. I saw his presence or I saw an angelic being. And I don't go away thinking, oh, no, they eat too much or something. <laughs> no, I, God does show himself to us. And so you come in and you see the beauty of the Lord and his presence, and it does something to you. It, how beautiful it is. This desire is a desire to dwell in your house. He says, whoever dwells in your house is still going to be praising you. The nearer we are to God, the more we want God. The further we are from God, the less we hunger for God. The closer you are to him, the more you want to hear about him, the more you want to know him, the more you want to worship him. If you drift away, the heart grows cold and distant. But if you draw near, you find your greatest joy in him. I remember years ago living in Rockland County. And outside of our parsonage was a dove. And it'd make its nest there every year. And it was outside of our bedroom and it would coo. You know, it'd wake you up in the morning, coo, coo, coo. <laughs> but it was nice, you know. Uh, but one year, I don't know, they were doing something with the wood or doing something and, and the nest where it used to nest was disturbed and it came time to that time of year again and that dove came and it couldn't find the place where it nested and the dove frantically was flying from here to there and back and forth. Well, that's what it's like when we don't find our resting place in God. Augustine said that our resting place is in God and we don't find rest until we rest in him. And here the psalmist says, the swallow has found a place for itself where it may lay its young. It's looking at the birds that are near the temple precinct and he envies those birds to say, oh, that I was close like they were to the house of God. You and I were made made to dwell in the presence of God. When we do that, we are never more alive. And look what the text says. They're going to be praising you. Those who dwell in the house of the Lord are going to have a song in their heart. Those who dwell in the presence of the Lord are going to have a song in their heart. A praise on their lips. That's the joy Praising him in the morning, praising at noon, praising in the evening. Do you have that song of praise? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Start dwelling in his presence. So you go from desire to dwelling. And as you're in his presence, that song of worship arises from within. Now, it doesn't stop there. As a pilgrim, you long for the presence of God. We were made that way. But also as a pilgrim, you find strength in the Lord. 
You cannot live this Christian life. I cannot live this Christian life on the basis of my strength. I need his strength. We all need the strength of the Lord. And the psalmist said in verse 5, Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Who are, these people have set their heart on the pilgrimage. They're finding strength in God. God, I need strength to go another day. God, I need your blessing to go another day. God, I, I need the sense that you're walking with me through this valley to go another day. God, I need you beside me to handle this situation. See, that is the Christian life. The Christian life is constantly leaning on the everlasting arms. Strength through our years and through our sorrows, through our sorrows and through our years. That's what the psalmist is saying. Strength through our sorrows. In the text, in verses 5 and 6, it says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their heart on the pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, that means tears. That means sorrows. It's derived from a word meaning tears. It was a dry, arid place, a desert place, this valley. And so... As you're going through a difficult, dark, desert place, a place of tears, God gives you strength. You're in the hospital, and you feel like, oh, Lord. But all of a sudden, God stops in that hospital, and he's standing beside you, and you feel his hand on you, and you say, Lord, I'll go with you wherever you want me to go. I'm not fearing anything. When you stand... At the graveside of a loved one, when your heart's broken, yet you know, you know, if they know Christ, where they are, and one day you'll see them again. That valley of Baca turns to a place of fruitfulness. That's what the text says. It says it makes it uh, come with springs of water or uh, place of springs and autumn rains also cover it with pools suddenly there's an oasis where there was a desert there's an oasis where there was a drought now there is a wonderful harvest God transforms the place of sorrow in your life into the place of blessing in your life haven't you been there haven't you experienced some sorrow some difficulty some tragedy something happens and all of a sudden God shows up and you don't even know the circumstances because you know the shepherd is with you and he transforms that into an oasis of joy he gives us strength to the journey I love that course learning to lean finding more power than I've ever drained Paul the apostle speaks about how God comforts us in those places where we're in great pain he said and we get a comfort that we can give to others. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 to 7. He says, in those verses, now if we're afflicted, it's for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we are comforted, it's for your consolation and salvation. Uh, I could paraphrase it like this. When you're in the foxhole, and the bombs are going over your head. And, and when you're in the trial and the Lord strengthens you, you go away with that strength. 
You go away with honey out of that rock, as the songwriter said, and you're able to strengthen others on the journey. Oh, where did you get that word, brother? I got it in a night season of my life when God gave me songs in the night. Uh, brother, uh, where did you get that insight? Well, I got that insight when the Lord Jesus came and walked beside me and I was in a trial and in a testing and God suddenly walked in and showed up and he spoke that word into my heart and it's been ever, in ever since. See, God gives us strength. Not only through the sorrows, but through the years. Through the years. In verse 7, it says, They go from strength to strength, till each appears before God in Zion. Outwardly, our bodies diminish in strength, for most of us. There may be a few exceptions here. But for most of us, as we get older, we don't see as well. We don't hear as well. We don't have the same stamina. I remember when I was young, I'd go to bed at 1 o'clock and get up at 4, and 4 hours of sleep was 5 hours of sleep. That was fine. I'd go on that. But not anymore. (laughs) As this outward body gets older, it doesn't have the same comeback, same energy. But inside, That spiritual man grows stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. You know what's happening? The closer you get to that city whose builder and maker is the Lord, and you set off for that journey years ago, and the closer you get to that city, the more clearly you see it, the more near God becomes to you and real, and you get that second wind. See, we need to think about heaven a little bit more. We think, need to think about the joy of being in the presence of the Lord. And that's what the psalmist is saying. It's this journey. I think about a story I've read about Paul Azinger. Paul Azinger was a professional golfer at 33. He was diagnosed with cancer. He had one... 10 PGA championships and uh, he was at the top of his game but when he got diagnosed with cancer it seemed like his whole world crushed, fell in on him and and he began to think what does all of this mean? And then he remembered one of the Bible studies that Larry Moody taught on tour and then he said one of the phrases, one of the things that Larry Moody said just came back to him and this is what he said We're not in the land of the living going to the land of the dying. We're in the land of the dying going into the land of the living. Beloved, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more brain freezes. I mean, it's a wonderful place. And if we could just focus and say, you know, our mission is to get through this world as a pilgrim. And when you begin to live as a pilgrim, what happens is God gives you strength for the journey. You come to a trial, he gives you strength. You come to a hard time, you you apply the scripture. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You, You begin applying that and all of a sudden, God strengthens you and you begin running that race the way he's ordained you to run the race. 
Christians should never look ahead without looking up. The Psalms are a wonderful place to turn to when in the midst of the most difficult times in this life. Pastor Ed will be sharing four special messages from the book of Psalms with hopes that you'll be encouraged each time you join us. You've been listening to Voice of Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to www.voiceoffaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Voice of Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to voiceoffaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Voice of Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, we want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Voice of Faith.